This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. Thank you for stopping by. I guess today I'm trying to figure out if, if I'm normal. That's what I'm essentially trying to do. Our quote is from the great William Feather. One of the funny things about the stock market is that every time one person buys and other sells and both think they're astute. Now, I, a couple of years ago, got myself a little Alley Invest account. So I got like 10 stocks that I follow. I've got some cryptocurrency. So I'm wondering, like, should the average person have these things? Like, I'm not a stock market expert. I don't claim to be. But I kind of like following along more than I'm making money. What do you think? Should the average person have an Alley Invest or a Robinhood account? Uh, I mean, yeah. The short answer is maybe yes. I think the average person should have uh, invest invest in assets other than just like buying into debt. So yes, I mean, you should have assets, whether it's a stock market, whether it's investing in your business or real estate. I think people in general should invest, even if it's $5. Um, it's, it's, it's a form of saving with, with some level of risk. Well, I don't think saving $5 in the stock market is actually saving. Like if you were, if you knew nothing about the stock market and didn't want to ever know anything about the stock market, you should probably give that over to like a money manager or buy a treasury bond or something like that. I don't think that would be the smart thing to do. Well, I mean, the second part of what you said is if you don't ever want to know anything about the stock market, then you probably shouldn't invest in the stock market. I mean, you should be interested in it as much as you would like to grow your money or you should be like whatever you're going to invest in, you should have some level of interest, even if it's only to grow your money. Um, I do have a, a question about this William Feather thing. Do you do you buy this at face value? I mean, during the, the Great Recession, you know, as, as we saw in the movie, The Big Short, like people were not feeling very good about selling at uh, a very low prices. I mean, in general, this is true, but what do you think about that? Well, I mean, you're gambling. If you're, if you're playing this, if you personally are playing the stock market with no long-term plan, right? So if your money invested in stocks with this guy who does it for a living, that's not necessarily gambling. But if you put money in a stock, essentially someone's winning and someone's losing every transaction. Well, I mean, even if you invest with a quote professional, there is a level of risk. Like, well, there's a level uh, you of just risk. Mitigate but that... your risk by by spreading it over multiple stocks. Like, but if if they... you bet on one horse that Warren Buffett wants, it might lose. Well, I think the thing with the real, the true, like money manager person is that they're in it for the long haul and that's what they do every day. So yes, on the day you might lose, but in if you have a a good money manager has a long-term portfolio and essentially it's their deal to to smoke out the trends as yeah. opposed to you if you bet a stock one day, yeah, you could win or lose. It's a higher it's a higher risk than than playing with someone else, but yeah, I mean yes. I think we're kind of splitting hairs over this, but um, as far as the average person, I think it's kind of interesting to see how things have kind of changed with the accessibility of buying stocks or the perceived uh, easier way to buy stocks with a Robinhood app or, or even Venmo is like, hey, you can buy cryptocurrency on our app now. So, I mean, I don't know if that's a version of Robinhood, but uh, I guess people are dabbling a little bit more than they used to because it's seemingly easier to purchase. So the reason I brought this quote up is because I hung out with someone recently whose son is going to junior college. 
And they said, you know, I think the son works like at a bakery while they go to junior college. And all of his money is in a Robinhood account and not a bank account. So this person is not a professional stock. It's a young whippersnapper. And I think all the young whippersnappers now have stock accounts. And whether they're experts or not, are sort of playing it as their bank account. Yeah, and I guess if you start that at a young age, by the time you're in your late 20s or 30s, you are an expert at it. And either you take your lumps and you lose everything or you start learning as you go. If hopefully you're diversified and and you get better as it goes along and uh, winning begets winning. So when I was a kid, probably like six years old, my grandmother uh, gave us some Disney stock. So like you Christmas morning, you open up, you think you're going to get like a train or whatever. I was given a piece of paper in like 1983 and it wasn't it was like, I don't even know what it was worth back then, but I was obviously disappointed, but they were trying to cheer me up and say like, this is Disneyland stock. Blah, blah, blah. What was cool part about this was that because we own stock, me and my brother and sister, we got to go to the Disney stockholder meetings. So we were all invited to that. And then every time you went to a Disney stockholder meeting, they would give you free tickets to Disneyland and you would learn about Disneyland. So I got this kind of cool entree into the market when I was eight about like you own partial bits of Disneyland. And then, I got some business out of it. Do you still own that stock? I do, and it's split four for one four times. So I actually own like 16 stocks, not four for one, four, four for one twice. And it's up to like 150 bucks. So I got like two, two grand at Disney stocks that was maybe worth 20 originally. Yeah, when I was eight, my grandmother gave me corn holders. I opened it and she said, you like corn, right? <laughs> and I still eat corn today with those. <laughs> So my, my main thing about this is like, if you're just, once again, I'm a 5'10 white guy from Whittier. I'm not a stock expert, but why I like to have my Alley Invest account is when this whole thing was going on with uh, GameStop and AMC, people squeeze in the market. I kind of wanted to just pay, play along. I just wanted to know like, hey, what's the market doing every day? So I went and got some stocks. I also got my kids said, what stock do you want? So they picked Under Armour. So we got an Under Armour stock trying to teach them like, oh, okay, the price goes up, price goes down. With cryptocurrency, it's a little bit different, but, you know, there are some, you know, Bitcoins now kind of come into the mainstream. So once again, I don't, I'm not necessarily doing it to make money. I'm just trying to do it to kind of keep myself informed of what the markets are doing. And you're using your money to, to activate you caring. Because, I mean, you could theoretically watch the market every day without being invested. It's kind of like there's no horse racing without betting. Like you're going to care a lot more about the horse race if your money's in there. Sort of, kind of, because it's only like 200 bucks in my Alley Invest account. And then with the cryptocurrency, I have some other people involved because I wanted them to get involved as well. So it's not, I mean, 200 bucks is 200 bucks, but it's still not like I'm dying every day about what the market does. Yeah. And there's also not going to potentially be a huge windfall from that. I'm kind of curious what's going to happen with, um, I've heard, I haven't actually seen it, but well, I've seen flashes of it. But like with social media and especially TikTok, people, um, mobilize and they get a group of people and like, all right, we're all going to short this. And there's like this um, artificial touch on the stock market that I'm curious if that's, if that is going to be regulated at some point, because it's, it's interesting. I mean, I think that was kind of the groundswell with AMC or with GameStop. Um, A group of people said, no, we're not going to let this get bought out. We're not going to let it go down. And then that whole wave of, it was up and then down and all sorts of stuff. It is kind of the wild, wild west. I jumped into this a little bit in that I started going to the Reddit wall, d- bet against wall street, whatever those subreddits are sort yeah. of reading. And there are, there are truly people trying to coordinate what they should buy. There's lots of people giving your advice. 
The only problem that I sort of had with the game stock surge was that I think like lots of things, people hear about it on the back end. So I saw someone from my high school, like the quarterback of the high school team is not necessarily the smartest guy. I was like, I put all my money on this. And if you've heard, when you hear about things on the news, you're hearing about it too late. Like if you got yeah. GameStop early, you're good. But when you hear it on the news, it's already too late. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the sad thing about how that plays out is that someone's like, oh, I'm going to get Dogecoin. And Doge was yeah. def- like just a flash in the pan, which is a cryptocurrency that shot real high. And if you, and also, I've seen these different demonstrations. Like, if if you took your twelve hundred dollars stimulus COVID stimulus check and invested it in this crypto, this is how much it would be worth today. Some is like twelve hundred would turn into six thousand. One of them be, would be worth two hundred thousand right now. But those are the the riskier stocks that you're talking about that the money manager is not going to put you in. Like, sure, you might get this one in a million windfall, but uh, probably not. Probably you're going to lose your money. Some are saying and theorizing that the big surge in some of the Bitcoins and other cryptocurrencies during the pandemic was because people got their $1,200 checks and dumped it into cryptocurrency. Yeah, maybe. I did not put my $1,200 into cryptocurrency. Do you have like a little, do you have a Robinhood or a stock count? Yeah, I got a little little action going. And uh, do you like, how often do you check it? Not too often. I'm more the long-term, short, uh, lower risk. So you're really doing it for an actual investment thing. Like you're putting real money in there for it to grow and you'll- Yeah, I'm not day trading where I'm like, all right, this is up 8%. I need to buy it and put it somewhere else. Um, That's maybe something that might be beneficial, but I've uh, I've focused my efforts elsewhere. So like, I was just thinking about like when when Google came out as a stock, however many years ago, it was 20. I didn't even know how to buy a stock. Like you- you had to go to a broker. Like it was like impossible to get a stock. Now, as I mentioned, if you're in junior college, you might have all your money in. So I think the market is going to sort of radically change with everybody these days being able to own a stock. Yeah. I mean, everyone was able to before, but now you don't have to leave your bed. You can do it all from your phone. I just wonder what influence that will have on the market itself. Yeah. Um, it, maybe it'll inevitably be inevitably be more volatile. It's kind of interesting with a lot of talk of there's uh, inflation going on right now and how people are going to act. I don't know. I mean, I'm, let's let's just ride this wave and see what happens. So, are you saying someone should open a Robinhood account or not? I'm saying open a Robinhood account under Larry's name and give him <laughs> another two hundred dollars. Yeah, give me some money. Those are the options. Well. Send us some money, both of us. You can find us at Reposted Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm Andrew Keller for The Big Bet. Thanks for stopping by.